Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day. You are listening, listening to, to the, the Ugly Quacking, Quacking Duck, Duck Podcast. Well, hello. How's everybody doing today? Thank you for tuning in and following the show. You're listening to the Ugly Quacking Duck, and this is Bruce. We are coming to you with episode six. Yes, that's right, six of The Man I Call Yoda. So you're going to get to hear some more of the interview with Murray. And he's going to talk a little bit more about his work. And then we're going to get into his workshop, which, by the way, that's where we set up studio. Uh, So our portable studio was right in the middle of his shop, which was cool. I got to look around while we talked and we had quite a bit of fun. But listen up on that. And he'll also talk about doing some refereeing. And we'll try to catch you at the end of the show and give you a little bit more to talk about. I hope you enjoy it. If this is your first time listening, you just stumbled on us, hey, I hope you come back. Hope you like it. Click the follow button. And if this is uh, not your first time, you've listened to us before, yay! Thank you. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you hit the follow button. And... We're proud of you guys. Thanks for being with us. Here we go to the episode. And then, like I said, I worked for uh, NISCO. Learned a lot from them uh, about handling people and working a job site, which helped me down the road, especially when you know when I got into Rent One and I moved up with the company, some of the duties that were assigned to me i just relied on my what i learned well, in, that explains a lot with rent one because i always wondered how you come about some of them skills yeah just the jobs that i had had yeah you know so i don't know where we at uh you're that, you're got, getting crystal rentals is that rk rentals rk rentals yeah, yeah. you're yeah. getting ready to go with them to, yeah um and then Larry, like I said, Larry came in my store several times. I, I know why he came in the store, because who's this guy in Benton that keeps taking our customers? You know, and you know how the rental business went. You got a client that couldn't make his payment. And then they tell you, we just come pick my stuff up. As soon as you had the stuff out the door, he was on the phone calling the next rental company. Right. To get somebody to put merchandise you know, back in his house. And I was always the guy that said, well, I'll trust you one time. We'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll deliver it to you. And then we'd always, he said, well, wait, don't, don't come until, until the rent one's gone. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want them to know. And then it became, uh, what was it, uh, prime time. And then, um, uh, uh Oh, my goodness. What's the big one? Uh, not Aaron's, but... Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They were here in town again. I can't think of the name of the rent-to-own company, but the big one. Uh, they were When I became Rent One, they were my target when they were in my town. The rental business was fun to get into. I met a lot of people. You, that's the part I enjoyed. You meet a lot of people. Enjoying the people. Yeah. yeah. I, re, I did it long enough especially in Benton, that I had moms and dads that came in with kids that were in high school to get stuff, and the kids would graduate from high school. They'd stay in the area, 
no credit and wanted to get stuff right. from their house. They're starting their own life. Maybe they got married and they would come in and yeah. buy or rent stuff from me. So I got families that generation, two, three generations right. of, and that makes me sound kind of old, but I am. Yeah. You How know? long was you with uh, the business, Rent One? It's just 22, 23 years. Yeah. I mean, there's guys that and you with retired them from them. You actually got yeah through I, it. I got through, I retired because I was old when I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I managed to uh, make it to sixty six, and then I hung it up. I said, "That's it, I'm done." But it was a it had changed a lot right before you retired. So you got out in a good time. I think so. Yeah. I feel bad. I mean, I'm I, I don't want to say anything bad about the people I left behind or people that took over after me but it's a when the employee became a number and not a name asked wasn't me yeah I, I loved every one of my people that I worked for or worked with right you know I always well you know we've both been around long enough to watch companies go through that whole process from yeah. the from the little guy all the way up to they get bigger and yeah yeah I uh, I enjoyed the process and and they were good to me uh, provided me you know with a nice retirement because when I first started Larry didn't have the four hundred one k yeah and he had the four hundred one k I was lucky enough that my family was raised all my kids were out on their own. Brian, my youngest, came to work for us. I didn't want him to, but he did. So I had him in with the company, but, you know, he was pretty much on his own. I wasn't right. raising him any longer. There was no tuition for college or nothing like that. So I, I could put a lot of money away back in a 401k, which was my the best thing that we ever did, that company ever did, was do the 401k. I yeah. would recommend that if there, if your company offers a 401k, Invest the maximum amount of money you can. I know it. Sometimes it might seem it's a hardship. It is at first, but it will pay you dividends galore on the other on the yeah, other end. Right now, the four hundred one k's are still losing money. They are, but they'll rebound. And if you if you've got a four hundred one k now and it's starting to take a hit, you know, and you're close to retirement, your your financial advisor should have put you in a low-risk bond or a low-risk stock of some kind. You should have reevaluated where you where you have your should money. Have, but who knows? So if you had a good broker, if somebody that knows what they're doing, and I've been fortunate. I started a new one with that company I've got. Um, yeah. It just... Not, I'm not putting a whole lot in because I'm part-time, but I'm... Yeah. It just puts something away. Right. You know, I always, always taught my kids... And I don't mean this, you don't let your bills go, but when you get a paycheck, the first person you want to pay is yourself. Right. Pay yourself for... Well, most people do, but the trouble is where they pay themselves is uh, a night out, some yeah, drinking. Yeah, that's not where you pay. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. No, don't put your money there. You know? <clears throat> the priorities is... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's quit the serious yeah. stuff and uh, <laughs> move well, along. Sure. Sorry I digressed. Well, you did good. I, I've enjoyed the conversation, and I'm going to stop for a minute, let our listeners know what we've done today. We've moved into this location. 
We're at Murray's uh, shop, and he does woodworking. And stained glass work. Yeah. And repairs stuff, toasters and coffee pots. Oh, and odds and ends. Whatever, yeah. To, yeah. Whatever, if it's broken, I try to fix it. So it, we're in a garage that he has established his shop in, and we're sitting right in the middle of it. I've set up in here, and it's actually quite pleasant, but... It's a, a lot wider than I'm used to and <laughs> larger. <laughs> I have very little room to work in my studio, but uh, it's nice. And again, I want to thank you and uh, give everybody a chance to envision what we're here in. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time out here every day working on stuff. So, I plan on doing some more stained glass. I did some stained glass Last year, I didn't do any stained glass work, but I think this year, I think I'd like to make a couple Tiffany lamps. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe a a window, something nice. I don't know, when you were in my house, did you notice that cabinet on the wall with the stained glass doors? No. I'm not very... uh, Observant? (laughs) Not very observant (laughs) at all. Not anymore. Anyway, I can show you that. That's a cabinet that I built. You know, out of oak. That whole wall over there is full of oak, wood. You had a um, device that hung on the wall. What was it? A gun sh- rack, wasn't it? You built. That oh, had the, little... the floating shelf? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I built those. It had a, it looked like a shelf that just fit on the wall. We called it a floating, a floating shelf. It was actually screwed to the wall. It didn't float. You could set stuff on it, nice stuff on top. As a matter of fact, I used to, when I build them, I make a something for the top, okay, to set on the top. Right. But it has a child safety lock on it, one of those magnetic ones like you put on a cabinet door. Uh-huh. And I put a big magnet in the bottom of whatever ornament you put on the, the top, and you slide it over a point on that floating shelf, and the bottom opens up. And it's just big enough for a handgun to fit yeah. in. So if you want a place to hide something, it doesn't have to be a handgun, but that's what it was built for. Yeah. It, it, you, yeah, that it, was pretty neat when you brought it in and showed me that a time. Great, it's a great place to store something, hide it, you know, yeah. but make it easy access. You know, you don't, you, you know how you to open it. Get it up above where the kids can reach. Yeah, and they can't reach it. Yeah. It looks like a shelf. It just plain looks like a fat yeah. shelf did you just, sell very many of those yeah quite a few actually yeah uh, they're not easy to make but i uh, matter of fact i took one to the relay for life auction they had in salem a while back okay and uh a couple has been a couple of years ago now it was it was a popular item everybody bid on it i think they finally sold it for 80 or 90 bucks but i've made several of them well, that's different, pretty neat. Di- I, different yeah. kind, different things like that. I made a, I made stuff for my daughter. She wanted some shelving to fit underneath her cabinets that she could put her spice spices in. Yeah. So I made her some shelves. That one over there by my drill press with so this got the wooden, just plain wooden face on it. That's actually a shelf. It pulls out and drops down. Pulls out and drops down right. like that. And I've got. Uh, 
router bit stored in that, but she put her spices in it. It's right above her stove, next to her stove, so she can pull out, drop it down, and her spices are right at her fingertips. Nice. And she put that on Facebook. She does keto stuff, and she did a like a little, what did they call when they do that on Facebook? They go live and... Oh, uh, yeah, a little I'm video. In, yeah, I'm yeah. not into all that stuff. But yeah, she and she said, today we're just going to, I just want to show you some of the stuff my dad made. You know, he doesn't talk about it, and we don't talk about it. We just use it, but you got to see this. This is pretty cool. I don't know if you've ever seen my jar openers. No. I have to show you one before you leave. Yeah. Um, I make jar openers. Now, that's one reason video would be yeah. nice. Yeah, it was we, we do audio just because you, I don't have to put my ugly face on there. There you go. Well, yeah. we can make it sound or look like whatever the listener wants. Yeah. Without having to Use see it. Use your imagination. Yeah, you could see that one over there, that shelf. It's actually it's embedded with diamonds around the earth. <laughs> it was very, very valuable. Don't forget the gold trim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a lot of stuff in here. These tools, my wife's father retired early from Sears. He was a TV repairman. You can, really? Yeah, you yeah. can equate to that. He wanted to learn woodworking. He had a gentleman that agreed to teach him how to make cabinets and do that okay, kind of stuff and though yeah. that's where most of these tools came from he got he's 93 or something like that now but he got too old to be safe around the tools and yeah. so i got him from saws can be very dangerous yes i got him from him he's the one that kind of got me knowing that have something to do when you retire yeah. don't just retire and think you're going to sit and watch tv all day have something that you can physically get up every morning and say, I'm going to go to my shop. And I don't something know what I'm going to gonna, hope for, too. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. Yeah. And so there's, like I said, there's something to do out here every every yeah. day. And the I more got, podcasting I do, the more I'm going to have to take up exercising because I'm not getting that. You know, you, yeah. You need to. You're not used to sitting so long. Not anymore. <laughs> so you got to practice sitting? Is that what you're going to do? No. <laughs> I'm going to practice getting back up. <laughs> but well, I wanted to tell everybody that uh, I actually brought my on-air light and my duck, the Halloween duck, That's to bring the atmosphere. That's the ugliest quacking duck <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, my wife picked that out um, and brought it home to me for our Good. Halloween uh, mascot good choice yeah i think she got that from hobby lobby i, I do believe i'm not <laughs> don't quote me on that not sure but anyway tell me more about your hobbies uh um hobbies that i do out here like i said is a, a, a lot of woodworking do this stained glass right you know i've, I've done uh there for a while i was making a, i did some crosses um, cool. And they turned out, again, I can't have one out here to show you, but I'll show you one. Made crosses for all my grandchildren, and and uh, I haven't really tried to sell any of that stained glass that I've done. It was just, I'm just learning, and it was fun. I took a class. I always wanted to do it, so I took a class at uh, uh, Cedarhurst on stained glass. Well, and, they offer uh, classes, huh? Yeah. I didn't know And that. it was fun, and I learned a lot, and... Next thing you know, I'm invested several hundred dollars in equipment <laughs> for uh, doing doing stained glass. I haven't done 
some big projects that I want to get started on. I'd love to make a, a window or a stained glass to place over over the window and some Tiffany lamps, that kind of stuff. And then I weld on stuff, you know, make things that need, fix things that need repaired. And I don't know, it's just uh, there's always something, you know, right. something to do. You know, and and if you look around in here, you'll see. I mean, it's just the place is crammed full. Of, it, it looks like a hobby shop. It looks, yeah. There's just, just so many. Th- I got tools to work on your car. I've got. <laughs> this is what most people dream about when they think about wanting to retire yeah. and have some place to work. So, yeah. I, the the first thing that I tackled when I retired that very first year was in the house. We have an old coal chimney. Yeah. And it's two foot by two foot. Okay. Four square feet of space. Right. It took up in the kitchen. That's a lot of space for a kitchen. Yeah. So, I, so the, my, my first project was to not, knock, knock the chimney no. down a brick at a time, one brick at a time. And I have these like those yellow buckets right there. Yeah. Yeah. I can carry like eight bricks in that bucket. One in in each hand, one bucket in each hand, which is about good exercise. Yeah, what that, that, is. that that wore me out. I carried them down from upstairs all the way downstairs. Now, who took it off your roof? Did you do that? I had uh, a gentleman come over. I didn't go up on the roof. I, yeah, I, I thought that might not be good, too good of an idea for me. So I had a guy named Danny Brown. You, yeah, I, I know Danny. Danny. He came over and helped me. He knocked it down through the roof, and then I knocked him down the rest of the way. Yeah. And that's what that sidewalk out there is made from, is my chimney. Oh, really? Brick. I still have a lot of them left over. I'm going to make another pathway from the the patio out to the shop. Well, your yard, like I said, when I come in, looks pretty good. You've done a lot of work. And I just looked at the clock. And... Uh, <laughs> You know what time it is? No, I have no idea. Twelve forty-four. Well, do you want to? Well, that's up to you. If you want to keep wrap going it up, what? I mean, you have anything else you'd like for me to ramble on about? Well, I've got a couple absolutely questions. Absolutely no clarity. I've got. <laughs> I've got a couple questions left. If we're going to close out, um, I want to ask you. I want to make sure I get those in. Okay, we can always come back. Yeah, that's harder than you think to set up a date and come back. But okay. Well, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm retired. Yeah. Well, you know? I'm semi-retired. I know, but don't you still pay into Social Security? Yes. Guess who gets that? Yeah. Me. Enjoy it. Thank you. I enjoy <laughs> paying your wages. <laughs> I, appre- I appreciate you paying into Social Security. <laughs> I usually tell the young people at the Bonnells and, you know, these restaurants and places around, right. I said, well, I want to thank you. And they look at you the funny and they well, what for? I said, don't you pay into Social Security? Well, yeah, I guess I do. They don't have a clue. I said, well, you do, and I want to thank you because I'm a retired individual, and, you know, I get your money. I get your money. Yeah. (laughs) They just look at you like, that old fool. (laughs) (laughs) He's lost it. Yeah, isn't it funny how it changed? I don't know when it changed for you or when you noticed it, but one day you were the person that was opening the door for people and— Seeing all the old people around, then one day you woke up and you were that person. Yes, I'll tell you. I can tell you exactly when it happened to me. Okay, 
Uh, one subject we haven't talked about, but uh, our referee football, high yeah. school football, and our, my hip started bothering me, and it kept getting worse and worse and worse until I had finally broke down uh, my last game at Chester High School four, four years ago, I guess. They have a big hill that you got to walk up and down. Right. And uh, I, I, was, I was limping along so badly that the EMTs in their little ambulance asked me if I wanted to ride <laughs> up the hill. And I said, no. I said, I walk down. I'm going to walk back up for the last time. But I, tomorrow morning I'm calling the doctor and we're getting this fixed. Right. So I got my hip replaced. So to answer your question, after I got my hip replaced, I had to use a walker for a while to get around oh, in. Oh, yeah. And that was it. As soon as I'd show up with that walker, people were opening doors for me, you know. Yeah. Just doing all kinds of nice, kindly gestures for this old guy. And I thought, well, you know what? I could walk with a walker all the time, even if I ran with it. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's when I discovered it was after I, my hips got so bad, I had to have hip surgery, and I got my first walker, and boom, the doors. So you're still refereeing, though? Yes, yes, I am. I, this is my, I started when, back in, when I was 20-something years old, and this is my 54th season of officiating high school football. It's, right. uh, it's been a very rewarding thing to do do you find it hard to keep up with the <laughs> that's uh, that's what the flags are for bruce okay yeah and i have a little extra heavier weight on my flag so i can throw it further but no. you know that's yeah it is hard to keep up um i would think that would be hard when you're young because in high school kids are yes yeah. in 54 years i've been knocked on my keister more than once and it hurts because <laughs> those guys are wearing helmets and padding and you know, yeah. I remember I got hit in Harrisburg one time and my finger got caught in the kid's face mask Oh, as I'm going down. And I, I thought I was going to rip my hand off. <laughs> I got knocked down in West Frankfurt another time where it would have been a beautiful block. And the kid apologized. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. But he was getting ready to throw a beautiful block on a downfield run. Right. And he missed completely. And hit me right about the chest high. Oh. Big kid. I don't know. He looked like he weighed 500 pounds to me when he was coming at me. But he hit me so hard that he knocked me on the grass. And I slid on the grass underneath their little chain deal out on their right. cin on their cinder track. I slid about five feet, ten feet <laughs> maybe, sideways. You yeah. just get up and shake your head. You know, you're glad you're if still alive. You you you're glad you're still alive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And I think I think it helped keep me in touch with younger young people. Right. Help you feel younger. Yes, it does. You get out and you talk with those kids and joke around with them before the game or right. even during the game. And they appreciate it. You know, they appreciate an official with a sense of humor, even if you're throwing a flag. Yeah, you know, I saw you hold that guy. Why did you do that? You didn't have to hold him. Your the, the your running back was through the hole. You just went out, reached out, and grabbed his shoulder pad and hung on to him. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, don't be sorry. You need to tell your coach your story. I got you. I I flagged you. Right. It's going to cost you ten yards back the other way. And they just look at you like, oh, 
don't lecture me. Just, <laughs> just leave me alone. But, yeah, 50, 54 years, and I looked at the IHSA website, and uh, not that I'm trying to set any records, but it was fifth. Um, there's three of us that have 54 years of officiating in the state, and there's two of two above us so i counted down one two three four five and put all of three of us right. at, at fifth uh for tenure i don't think i'll ever make 60 but it's a goal That's I'm, gonna, a I'm gonna i'm gonna put it as a goal i put 50 as a goal about 10 years about when i was at 40 years and uh you get you get recognition from the state that they send you I've got a plaque and I've got a little deal you set on the on the on the table, you know, it's a right. crystal looks, you know, thank you for officiating. Uh so they give you some recognition for it and then at 50 years I got a watch. I didn't get a watch from Rent One when I retired. No. You gave me a watch. But uh, yeah. You did. You did. You gave me a pocket watch. You remember that? Barely. Yeah. yeah. Barely. Yeah. Yeah, I still have that. Yeah, it's hard to remember things after a while. Plus, if you go through any physical problems. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, there you have it. That was episode six of the conversation with Murray, the man I call Yoda. And that was brought to you by the project for the past for tomorrow. Can you remember my own titles? Got too many of them. But uh, this is Bruce, and I'm with the Ugly Quacking Duck. And I hope you enjoyed that. If you enjoyed it enough that you'll tell people about our podcast, you'll come back again. And you will uh, click on the follow button if you have not already done it. If you've done it already, thank you. And there are also you, the opportunity you can rate this show on certain, like Apple, uh, Spotify. There's a couple others that you can rate the show. So if you're on one of those, Please rate us before you get off. I'd appreciate that. Thank you again. I hope you guys have a good day and a good week until this next episode comes out. The last episode of our interview comes out in a week. And that'll be it for Murray. I hope you really enjoyed it. If you think you'd like to leave a comment and talk to us about what you thought, you can do it two ways. One, you can email us. It's the quickest and easiest way to get a hold of us. It will be, uh, ready for this, theuglyquackingduck at gmail.com. Now, isn't that easy? Or if you'd like to go to our website and look at some pictures and more comments that we leave, sometimes we leave, about the episodes and about the podcast, you'll find it at theuglyquackingduck.wixite.com forward slash the Ugly Quacking Duck. That's a good way to find out a little bit more about us, about me, and about Lily, my uh, almost all the time special guest. We have her on here a lot. She's actually helped me to develop the beginning and the end of my podcast. So you can find out a little bit more about us, and you can also leave comments on the comment page. So that's really good. And there's also an about page that you can uh, find out a little bit more information. Check it out. Why not? Give you something to do. So until next week, next time, I hope you come back. And what? It's almost Halloween, guys. Don't forget that. 
And we do have another project we're starting, and I'm hoping to get it together and get it out very, very soon. It should hit about the same time this hits or a little bit after. So look for it if you've not already found it. All right, 73 and God bless. This is Bruce. Bye until next time. Thank you for listening to the Ugly Quacking Duck Podcast.